0: How funny, I had a feeling that was going to happen over here. She said, yes, I called him, I told him, hallelujah. Maybe you haven't been answering your answering machine, praise God. First Kings, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord. First Kings chapter, and I was ready, here we go. Praise the Lord. Maybe it's Second Kings. Yeah, Second Kings chapter two. Glory to God. Ready, ready, ready to roll on the rock. Hallelujah. Ricky knows, right, Ricky? Uh, I just thought on this so I'm ready. Uh, and, uh, some of you leaders that were at the leaders think you know, you know I, I brought this out, but most of you were not leaders, so you weren't there, so I'm going to bring it out right now. Hallelujah. Do you have it Second 2 Kings chapter 2? Beginning in verse 1. Praise God. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Oh, I like the ending. I can hardly wait till the ending. I think I'll end right now. Praise God. <laughs> Here we go. Verse what? When the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on the way from where? Gilgal. Very important. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, look at this. This is the original. Are you talking to me? Uh, you ever heard that? Are you talking to me? That's what Elisha tells Elijah. He said, You're talking to me? Come on. Uh, come on. You're my disciple. You're my, you're my mentor. You're my, you know, in a sense, you're my hero. You should know me better than that. He was probably what? Testing him. Uh, if you've ever been discipled by me, you know. Uh, You know, I I do things real. How could you say under the table, sort of spiritually, uh, real nonchalant, like, uh, and you don't even know what you're doing. You don't know what I'm what I'm doing to you. Sometimes I I don't know, but but that's what's happening here. Uh, Just testing you. See how you're gonna act. Uh, Like God was doing to me today. I guess I didn't know I was gonna preach. All right, God, you talking to me? Uh, You're not talking to Manuel. Hallelujah. (laughs) You're talking to me. Praise the Lord. Let's go out. But Elisha said, As surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Jump down to verse 4. Then Elisha said to him, Stay here. Now they're in Bethel. Elijah, Elisha, the Lord has sent me to where? And he replied, As surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went to where? Jericho. Jericho. Verse 6. Then Elijah said to him, stay here in Jericho. The Lord has sent me to where? And he replied, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. Fifty men of the company of the prophets went and stood at a distance, facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at at the Jordan. Elijah took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me, what can I do for you before I am taken from you? Let me inherit a what? Double portion of your spirit, Elisha said. You have asked a difficult thing, Elisha said. If you see me, when I am taken from you, it will be yours. Otherwise, not. As they were walking along and talking together, suddenly a chair of fire and horses of fire appeared and separated the two of them. And Elisha went up to heaven in a whirlwind. Elisha saw this and cried out, And here's the key to my sermon, and I've spoken on this very quickly about a year ago. My Father, my Father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Father, my Father, I pray right now, Jesus, that you would quicken me and allow me to distribute your word, Lord God, and quicken my mortal body, but especially my spiritual body here, Lord God, to be able to impart, Lord God, these teachings that you've put upon my heart and allow us to apply it. To be better Christians, especially disciples, because this is a discipleship sermon, discipleship teaching. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everybody together said, greet one another one time with the love of the Lord prior to your being seated. There in scripture here, in 2 Kings chapter 2, okay, verse 2, excuse me, verse 1, we're talking here about Elijah going to heaven in a whirlwind, and he first goes to a place called, what does it say there? Verse 1. Gilgal. Gilgal means, and I've taught you this before, what does Gilgal mean? Salvation. That's a place of beginning. Tony was testifying how he'd gotten saved, been over a year now, right Tony? Been over a year. But when we first, and, and Andrew was talking about when he was, you know, crying, and and for lack of better terms, I've heard people say this, so I may as well say it. I've never said it, but I'm going to say it right now. You know, crying off full of all kinds of, oh, you said it! You preacher, you. ah, But that happens. I, I, it happened to me and when I got saved. Ah. As quiet as it's kept, hallelujah. Thank God for tissue. <laughs> the Christians are wise. <laughs> uh, but that's where you begin. That's where you start. In Bethel. Okay? It's, it, it means, you know, uh, salvation, excuse me, Gilgal, salvation, salvation station. And let me just throw this out now that when you're a Christian, when you're saved, some of you are going to be in other stages here. We're going to be talking about that later on. But every now and then, God takes you back to Gilgal. You know, they wrote a song, a real famous song, Christian song, one of the most famous Christian songs ever written. And no, hardly anybody knows about this, but you're going to find out now. The song was written about Victor Elridge. Andre Crouch wrote a song called Take Me Back. Take me back. Somebody's got to learn it. Take me back, dear Lord. Maybe the choir can sing it. Where I first believed. Where I first received you. Take me back where I first believed. And I heard Andre Crouch sing it for the first, one of the first times ever. He said he was got lost. He was looking for Pastor Sonny's church. I was sitting there near the back of Pastor Sonny's church. And then Sonny said, there's a real famous man here right now, Andre Crouch. And so I want him to come up here. So Andre sang that song. He said, man, I've been looking for this church. He says, man, and everywhere I went around, smelling burritos. He was in East L.A. <clears> huh? <throat> He said, It took me hours, but I found it. And he says, Because I want to sing this song to you because it re- reminds me of when I first got touched, when he first got saved. He was a part of Victor Ministries. Uh, his his uh, father, Bishop Crouch, he's the pastor. Andre's a pastor now of, of his dad's church. But, uh, you know, he used to have a famous radio program and all that. But what happened with Andre is God separated him to the gospel and he went into Teen Challenge. He went to Teen Challenge and he, and he lived there with Pastor Sonny and, and Sister Julie. And they would go and hit the streets. Ron Canole used to do that with us. Now look where Ron Canole is at, hallelujah. Uh, see, see the analogies there? But he, he wrote a song, he says, I've been wanting to sing this song to you guys because it's about you. He says, take me back to where I first received you. Take me back to where I first believed. Because you always want to go back to Gilgal. Don't ever forget where God brought you from. Amen. <clears throat> I was in Bible school, They told a story about a guy that had a briefcase. And he carried it around everywhere he went. Was that the briefcase? I hope until the same Bible school, she remembers the story, she's already laughing, I hope so, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Last sermon we spoke, we on we, we, we the Pope. This one we're going to cap on hope. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is our anniversary sermon, praise the Lord. Uh, <laughs> uh, take me back, hallelujah, where I first received you. I mean, there's nothing like that when you first get saved. The guy would carry his, and he was already a minister of the gospel, and he'd been ministering for years, and finally one day somebody asked him, had the gut, said, what do you got in that briefcase? You carry it everywhere you go, but you never open it. He says, okay. So he got it, and he opened it up. It smelled a little bit. He says, this, in here I carry the clothes that I wore the day I accepted Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. He says, I never want to forget where God brought me from. Never want to forget. He says, man, that was, that's a true story. You want to see my briefcase? Hallelujah. I got my blue socks in there. No, 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 no. I threw those things away. Those are burned and buried and gone. Huh? But I remember. You got to remember where God, where, where God touched you and, and, you know, touched your life. Always, oh, that's the point of reference. Those are anchors in your life that you're going to need because you're going to want to drift as a boat. You're going to want to get away from the things of God at times. You might even say this because I've said it. Man, I had it better in the world. I had more friends in the world than I have in Christianity. I've said that before, Andrew. Hallelujah. But it's hard for you to say that because, man, Christian's a great friend. Hallelujah. He needs 20 bucks. Hallelujah. Uh, you're rolling the dough now. Hallelujah. Uh, he used to lend you before. He took care of you where you were in Manila. I'm just kidding. Hallelujah. Uh, it's better to bless Joe and Hope on their birthday. Hallelujah. Both of you guys. On their anniversary. <laughs> I hope so. Praise the Lord. Gilgal. That's your point. Of re- Some of you today, you're going to find your Gilgal. Some of you are going to find forgiveness of sins today. You're going to get saved. You're going to be born again. A week after Easter. That's your Gilgal. Salvation station, I call it. Now, you know, I'm in a different category than I'm, I've been saying 26 and a half years or so. But every now and then, God will just allow you to be just saved. Because, man, in Christianity, there's more to the Christianity just being saved. That's just a starting point. Gilgal is just a starting point. a point of reference. When Timothy, who preached here two weeks ago, when he got saved, and we helped pray him in, this church helped pray him in. Okay, but when he got saved, I'll never forget his, his mother's prayer. Julie would always pray, Father, don't just save him. Call him into the ministry. And boy, was that prayer answered. But every now and then, you got to go back to your, Gilgal, just, your when you just I call it salvation station, where you're just saved. And really, I'm going to have an opportunity to do that just this coming week. Because when we go to Europe, it, we're going there, yes, to preach. But I don't preach until Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But I have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday to just... Kick it. And it's not my wife. It's not it. I'm not going to kick her. Hallelujah. I'm going to kick it with my wife. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, and we're going to go to Europe. We're going to kick it. Now, sometimes really, you know how they say that, that uh, you know, that, that there's a book called, you know, when I'm, not, when I'm not doing something, I feel guilty or something, you know, workaholics. Uh, because it, it's difficult to just be saved and not be involved in ministry. But I'm going to have an opportunity for five days. I'm going to go to Gilgal. Uh, and I already know I'm going to be in the, the train there. And those trains are on time. And I've been in the trains in Europe. Anybody ever been in the trains in Europe? Uh, man, you know how they are. Uh, can they, five minutes, you've lowered and then they're gone. They were already telling me, you better be right on time. And last time we were going through Brussels, when I was there, and I'm going to go through the same train again. It was me and the pastor in Amsterdam and, and brother uh, uh, Robert Avigna. He was with us. We were going to Brussels. And remember remember being there, and we're talking. And you know how? Christians can be, and especially Victor, which Christians can be. We have fun, Tim. I hope so, hallelujah. We have fun. And we were there cutting it up, and I remember the conductor comes, and they, it's like the old-time movies. You're on the train, and they'll come and they'll say, tickets! Tickets! Just like you're watching an old-time movie. <clears throat> and we're like, he comes to Africa, he's saying something, and, oh, and we want to pay, and we're, you know, we're, we're like, going to pay for the tickets and all that. But he doesn't want to take it from us. He's like messing with us and messing with us and messing with us. And finally, I snap. I go, oui, oui, monsieur. I know your game. See, the French don't like the Americans, and they hate the English worse. That's just the way it is. I preached about it last Sunday. That's the way it is. And so they saw us, Victory Outreach Christians, having fun. This guy don't like it. Oh, and he's all agitated. And I snap to it. After about two minutes, three minutes, I go, aha. Then I said, you know what? Let's not even pay the dude. Let's not even give him. He can't understand him. We can't understand him. He can't understand him. Forget about it. I'm not going to pay him. And then he goes, you better give me the money, son. <laughs> ah, I got you good, eh? Ah, I thought you didn't understand. Huh? Mula mula talks. You know, it yells. Uh, see, he wanted his money, man. <laughs> uh, uh, but they act because they don't, they don't like us. But just, when you're just kicking it and being saved, Gilgal. And God will lie to do that. Some of you need to do that. This coming summer, the Bible says come apart before you come apart. That's what Jesus would often come apart. He'd come apart to a place of prayer. He would come apart to a place of, of rest and relaxation. you got to do R&R sometimes. Some of you, you know, don't feel guilty going and taking a Salvation Station vacation. Oh, you can go do it. Plan it now. Strategize now. That way we won't be caught off guard. Uh, but, but some of you, plan your, your vacations now with your family. Uh, all right, I'm going to go to Dublin. Well, if it's Ireland, it's okay, right? Hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. But you can't go to Conquer for a vacation or, 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 or Martinez. Uh, boy, that's your last name. Uh, you don't want to your... go <laughs> here. Go someplace, you know, strategize it and, and, and bring up your kids like that now. Uh, you're going to take them someplace and, and pray about it. God will bring in the finances. We, all you are is just saved. Uh, and, and again, I know that it's sometimes it's hard for people like us. Because we're average Christians. We, we want to witness everything that moves. The uh, first vacation I ever took was in Acapulco. Uh, remember, I've talked about this before. When Pastor Sonny finally had enough faith to ask Josie and her husband to go on them with vacation. That took a lot of faith from my pastor. To ask me to go on vacation with him. Uh, and it took four years. Uh, we're there and just but I mean I I, I we'd get in the taxis and usted aquí Jesus como su personal I had a witness, man. I I couldn't just be Gilgal, Salvation Station, Vacation. Uh, man, I was you know I witnessed in everything. And people were getting saved, it's okay. But you gotta do that. That's your first point of reference. Gilgal. Take me back uh, to where I first believed you. And what did I say earlier? Come apart before you come apart. Because if you're just go, go, go all at the Christianity, man, they can, can get something else. My son was saying, well, man, hey, uh, I'm going to be a Christian all my life. Thank God. But teach the new ones that get saved to have vacations, to go out there and, and, and enjoy themselves uh, in God's creation. So very important, so very vital. That's why you can teach the new ones that are going to be coming and getting saved. Because uh, they think, you know, Christianity is all, you know, um, um, hallelujah, hallelujah praise the Lord, thank you Jesus, glory to God, amen, hallelujah, whatever you say, hallelujah, huh? No, we can have a good time in Christianity. Ah, you said amen, praise the Lord. So Gilgal, then look at verse 2. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to where? Bethel. That's your second stage of Christianity. Your second stage, your first stage of Christianity is when you first get saved. You're born again. Nobody hardly even knows you. Uh, When I first got saved, nobody knew me. I was from a small town in Southern California. Everybody knew Josie because she was any secretary. Uh, When she started going out with me, well, I started going out with her. (laughs) Really, this is is the truth. (laughs) They used to say Josie and Steve. No, no, no. They said Josie and that guy. No, no, they said Josie and that guy from the home. She picked on a guy from the home, man. Get on her case, hallelujah. Uh, look at the guys from the home. Look at those guys. Oh, man. They're sitting like, choose me, choose me. Come on, guys. Uh, <laughs> we weren't that good at discipleship back then, guys. We've learned a few. This is a sermon on discipleship. We've learned a lot. We've come a long way, baby, hallelujah. Uh, but uh, that's the way it was in the beginning. Steve uh, Josie and Steve. It took a while before it became Steve and Josie. Now it's Steve and Josie. All right, hallelujah. But when you're first saved, nobody knows you. You're just there. You're just you know you're just basking in your salvation. And that's the way it should be. That's the way it's supposed to be. You gotta earn your stripes. Then, secondly, here, the second stage of Christianity is Bethel. Bethel means house of God. Gilgal means place of salvation when you first get saved. Bethel means house of God. and that's that's where now all of a sudden your second stage you begin to you begin to bask in the house of God. You begin to get involved in the things of God, in the house of God. Uh, that's your second stage. First you're saved, you're growing in the things of God, but then your second once you reach the second level of Christianity, your second stage, you gotta get involved in the house of God. Uh, so you don't just sit there and you don't want to stay in 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 you know Gilgal all your life, just saved. Reading your Bible at Lions and smoking a joint? <laughs> Preach it, brother. That's all he was gonna do. Did you hear his testimony? He says, I didn't know Christian was a real Christian. He's a real Christian. He really means he doesn't just read his Bible. He lives his Bible and he doesn't smoke a joint. Ah, that's Christianity. Hallelujah. Uh, See, after a while, you don't want to just stay in that one first stage. A lot of people do. You find Christians all over this, this planet. They settle for just Gilgal. Just saved, you know. How you doing? Oh, I'm saved, brother. But what are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm saved. Well, what are you doing? I'm going to go to heaven. They might as well shoot you and send you now. Oh, no, really? You ain't going to do anything. Your second said you got to get involved in the house of God you got to do things. Oh, man. That's your second level of Christianity. Get noticed in the, in, in, the, in the things of God, in the house of God. That's where you're going to get noticed. Uh, when you start doing things in, 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 in God's house, that's what it's here for. Uh, for you to hone your gifts. Uh, because when you're saved, God gives you gifts. But then you got to put them in operation. Where do you put them in operation? In the house of God. The second stage. Uh, in, in, in Bethel. What are you doing? What kind of involvement are you involved in? Some of you have been here a while. And in a sense, I would dare say some of you are caught on the cusp of, 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 of Gilgal and Bethel because you've been here a while and now you, I mean, come on, Usher, do something. Uh, to me, all the greeting. Uh, get in the nursery where the real joy's at. Where's heaven at? In the children's church. We found that on last Sunday. I mean, look at, look, at, look at Ed. Ed's a smart man. And him and Rosalie, they're smart people. He was a Rotary Club president for years. Where is the Rotary Club president of Hayward at now? In children's church. ah, uh, he's, he's, he's in a second level of Christianity now. Uh, he's getting in there, man. He's, he's finding the joy unspeakable and full of glory. And full of other stuff too, hallelujah, if you work in the nursery. <laughs> hallelujah. But that's how you get involved. You find out what, what full of glory really is. Hallelujah. Ah, uh, Learn how to change diapers. Diaper 101. A one and a two and a three. Two, three, three. That's, how, that's involvement. Uh, get in there where it's down and dirty, hallelujah. Uh, you got to roll up your sleeves, praise the Lord. Huh? That's your second level. Don't just stay. But some of you really, I, right now, you guys are just barely right there in Gilgal and wondering, should I, should I do it? That's God's call upon you, That's the tug of God upon your life. Get involved. Find the joy of salvation. Uh, I mean, well, I don't, I don't think there's anything more precious than the work for God. I really don't. On this planet, I'm going to talk about it Sunday, but I didn't know I was going to preach right now, so I might as well talk about it now. But I won't bring it home more Sunday. But you know, and my family can going to test you. It's hard for me to get out of this church. Uh, I don't mind going and doing I mean, You know why? Because I love it here. I mean, I, I'm sitting here thinking, what am I going to do now? I was thinking over here, you know what I want to do? I want to get some more of that redwood and put it over here and have a, leave the white spot for a cross. And that'll be a white cross with redwood. Pretty good idea. I mean, my mind's always going. And Anthony knows, he has his own office here. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love working for God. Getting involved with the things. I don't care about my reward. If I have it, great, which I know I do. But you guys are my reward. The blessing is here. Uh, but I, there's no greater joy than to work for God. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, when, I mean, you know, if you won't do it, I won't do it. Uh, whenever it takes, here we go. Uh, I mean, I, I enjoy. I'll tell you the truth. I got 17 cents in my pocket right now. And I'm going to go to Europe. Ooh, hallelujah. Uh, but I'm going to I'll get there. Somehow it's going to happen. It always has. Uh, same yesterday and today and forever, Jesus. Uh, look, and some, you know, whenever I spent my last $6.05, right, Val, well, to, to try and decorate my office today. But it looks good. Doesn't it? looks good. I like it. Uh, because this is God's house. I want to be in the things of God. Let me just throw this out now while I have the opportunity. Thank you, Emmanuel. Hallelujah. Uh, some of you that have things that you're not really using, that we need holes, we need, somebody just donated a, a, a lawnmower, and he's here right now, God bless him, hallelujah. We need that, we need those things. All this stuff, you know, real nice decorations, and hey, you're taking care of your house, take care of Bethel. Get involved in the house of God and watch what God will do for your house. You know who I know, come to my house. I got a mino house. I didn't ask for it, but I'll take it, hallelujah. Uh, with me. Here lies opportunity uh, because he didn't make it because nobody would take it. I took it. Uh, so opportunity's not dead in my life. Uh, opportunity ain't got a tombstone in my heart uh, because I take every opportunity that I can. That's what you, do, you should do too here in Bethel. You have that opportunity. If you're going to have a worldwide ministry, if you're going to have a ministry that's going to reach beyond these walls, it's got to be here. Acts chapter 6 says, Choose you among yourselves, men of good report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom. But where do you find out if they're men of ho- full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom and, and, and all that? Right here in, in Bethel, the house of God. I've seen so many guys, man, I want to be a preacher of the gospel. Nursery 101. Get full of the glory of God. That's how you learn. But if somebody, no, 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 I want to be a preacher. Look at the ties that I have. Brother, I think you should get involved in the nursery. Ha! God forbid. No, God's for bibs. Hallelujah. Ha. You go get a bib on for before God forbid. Really? But I've seen so many guys. I go to all kinds of churches. And I, can, I tell the pastor, who's that? Oh, he's just a new brother. And I can see that in their eye. They're like, you know. And listen, if you're going to put your marble somewhere, put them in victory outreach. Uh, I mean, God was ministering to me today. I didn't know I was going to minister he was ministering to me about, hey, if you want a future and a hope, put it here. Because there's a future and there's a hope for you in this ministry. Um, I mean, my goodness. Thank God for the opportunities you have in a ministry like this. You can be a preacher. You can be a minister. You can be a pastor, even if you're a woman. Yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Uh, maybe even if you're a man, too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Bethel, but here's where you hone your craft. Prove it right here among your brothers. People uh, you want to go out there, you know, they get visions of grandeur. Uh, but we don't, we're not going to send you out doing all this other stuff if you can't prove yourself here. Have a good reputation, a good report here. Well, that brother takes care of business here, This sister does this. They do it all together. Then out there, we feel comfortable having you go out and minister and doing other stuff, other places. Okay, let's go on. Verse 4. Then Elijah said to him, stay here, Elijah, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to where? Jericho. That's your next level of Christianity. Okay. Bethel means house of God. Okay. Uh, Gilgal means what? Salvation. Place of salvation. Jericho means place of fragrance. That's what it means. It means a place of fragrance. That's how it was named. Jericho. It was a place that smelled good. Ah, uh, Old Spice. Some of you don't know about that. You don't know about that. Look at it. It brings it out afterwards. So, smell it, my son. It lasts a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you can still smell it. I put it on today. Mom was gone. I said, "Oh, I got all kinds. (laughs) Huh? It's a place of fragrance. It smells good. For the old school people, you young guys want, what what do you guys get? You guys get like fufu stuff and all that, you know. (laughs) Fufu juice. I'll bring you back some fufu juice from Paris. Gay Paris, hallelujah. (laughs) I like old spice. Uh. (laughs) But. Place of fragrance. Now you begin to smell good. Uh, that's what that's what Jericho. That's your third level of Christianity. Uh, first, you're saved. Now you're involved in the things of God. But now, after you've you've been involved a little while, after you you know you you you've shown what you can do in God's house, now you begin to smell real good all over. Uh, you become a, a sweet-smelling savor all over the place, not just in Bethel, but everywhere you go. Ah, uh, you smell good. And the way perfume is made. The way perfume is made is if you get a rose or you get a, a, a flower, whatever it might be, petunia. Uh, then you put it down and then you get, you get a rock, the rock of ages. And fah, ah, 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 you crush that flower. You crush that plant. That's the way perfume is made. You crush it and you crush it and you crush it and you crush it again. Then you preach a sermon for two hours on it. Then an hour and a half sermon. Uh, then a real fast, real, but real picoso 45-minute sermon. Ah! Just ah, ah, crush it, crush it, crush it. And then you get, then then, then the good perfume, the oil comes out. Uh, if you want to get to third level of Christianity, it's not going to be easy. You're going to have to be? And I don't care if you're not a Denver Bronco fan. Orange Crush, you're going to have to? Hmm, that's when you're going to say, I had it better in the world. Man, I had better friends. The devil's going to lie to you. Uh, you're, going to have to, you're going to have to learn to go through all those lies the devil has. And the devil has big time lies. Don't think it's over just, oh, now I'm in the third level of Christianity. It should be easier. Yes, it should. And it should also be harder. It's going to be more harder. The devil doesn't want you in heaven. He's going to hit you harder. Because he knows now you're in the third level. You can, do, you can be more effective. You can smell better. Uh, and man... Especially those of you that are married. What did I say yesterday? I mean, last Sunday when I had my wife come up here. I said, my wife loves me. But then what did I say after that? But she doesn't always like me. She doesn't. She doesn't. Joseph's not perfect. (laughs) Only hope is hallelujah. (laughs) 27 years, I hope so. Praise the Lord. But they can identify with this. I mean, you think, well, now I'm a Christian. It gets harder even. It gets tougher because the enemy, he, he hates to see a marriage that's real together. And for so many years, 27 years, maybe he's going to be 24 for us. So that was always going to hit. Yes, you'll have your seasons of Gilgal. Yes, you'll have your times of Bethel. But then will come those hard ones. where the enemy's is just going to mess with you and keep lying to you. And guess what? Sometimes you're going to go for the lies. Especially sometimes the women. Because they're the weaker vessel. You know what that means, weaker? In the, in the Greek, weak means fragile it means sensitive doesn't mean that they're not as tough and as trying and, and you know they got they got the lord in them the women yeah they do but they're they're sensitive guys you know you you say a little word to them you know you just want to want to help them change you want to be the holy ghost assistant so you say a little something like you know anything like you know And you feel like you're throwing a little pebble at them. They act like if you're throwing a... It's like a boulder at them. Ah! What do you mean you're sorry? Talk to me in three weeks. We'll settle it then, maybe. If you're lucky. I mean, they'll carry that thing. Because they got hurt. Those bruises, that big old boulder bruises for three weeks sometimes. You know, you get up in the morning hoping there we go again hope hallelujah (laughs) hoping that is the old one that you married before hope nope (laughs) same old lame old hallelujah uh, that I took to bed last night sorry Uh, I'm sorry no it's all right you're gonna pay Uh, that's that's marriage welcome Uh, you think it's gonna be that easy no you got to Pray the price, hallelujah. Uh, I mean really, really guys, you're gonna have to pray the price. That's when when that happens, I, I already know what I gotta do. I gotta go on my knees and forget about it. I don't even try to make excuses no more. I don't I just I just do what I gotta do and go on. Uh, because that's the third level. Crushing, crushing. And especially you guys in the home. Really, especially. Because it's it's not easy. Because you can go through your salvation station real good, be involved in the your Bethel, of course, is the home. Uh, and I said, you know <laughs> What a Bethel. You know, I know. Been there. Dun, 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 that. Uh, so I know. But that's really easy, really. That's not hard. Wait till you get out where the boys are. And uh, the real, out here. That, that, that's, that's a tough one. Uh, out here. Not easy. When the crushing comes. Wow. That's why it's important that you, you go through some doozies. You got to go through the fire sometimes. God doesn't raise up sissies. Uh, I mean, you know, Tony says, was it Tony? He says, I just became a grandfather. Oh, I'm praying for that kid already. Because God's not a grandfather. He says, my heavenly grandfather that art in heaven doesn't say that. My heavenly father. And fathers don't spoil you. They better not. A real father don't spoil you. See this kid here, he he was not spoiled. And I've said it before. And thank God for that. I mean, we'd go to conferences and things and different events. And I'd see a lot of PKs come up to their parents. Hi, Dad, Hi Dad. Okay, you know, all right. They have two hands. Huh? Okay. Uh, and the parents would just dish it out. He knows, not us, not us. Because we didn't have it. <laughs> For what? Uh, <laughs> thank God. Because God will not spoil you. Uh, your grandfather will. Tony, I'm praying. Grand, don't. Sp- I guess that's their job. You know, their resume, job description. Grandfather, spoil the kid. Ah, uh, man, but not fathers. Uh, I have a sermon called "Fathers Would Have you, Rather Have You Boiled Than Spoiled." I don't mean boiled in water. I mean boils. You know, you know how Job went through? He had a lot of boils. And God allowed that to happen because God wasn't raising up Job as a sissy. Job had to be a tough guy for the things that God had for him. You want to serve God and do things for God? You got to be a tough guy, and tough girl in the spirit. You got to go through the crushing, the Jericho process. Oh, but man, that's so good. I've, I've told you before, when I was in the home, we used to have four and a half hour Bible studies. And it was great. I was just like, you know, it seemed like, when you're in heaven, you lose your sense of time. That's what heaven's going to be like. If you weren't here on Sunday, we gave it what heaven's going to be like. Heaven, you're going to lose all sense of time. That's why it's eternal. If you ask a Christian, what time is it? Eternal. It doesn't have no time. It's eternal. Unless you're in the ministry, you got to schedule. Okay, you've got to save the time. Uh, you got to get to work. But, but we used to lose our sense of time there. And we, we could do, we could take our time. If the church wasn't clean, we'd go clean it afterwards. But clean it didn't matter. The church had a way. The church was going to be there. I had a vacuum cleaner. Uh, that was my vacuum cleaner, guys. Uh, but we go take her to business. Look at that church today. It's, like it's one of the greatest churches in the world. Oh, the church that we used to belong to. Uh, but my am just crushing, crushing. If you haven't been through something in a while, then man, wow. But that's how you're going to become a sweet, smelling savor. Jericho, place of fragrance. You're going to have to get broken. You're going to have to get crushed. Because God's not a grandfather. He's your father, and he wants the best for you, and he won't spoil it. Then lastly, verse 7. It says, Elijah, the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the what? Jordan. That's, Jordan is a place of miracles. That's what it means. Place of miracles. Salvation, house of God, fragrance, place of fragrance. The last one is Jordan, okay? Place of miracles, that's the level that I would pray many of you will, 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 will come to. Find your own place of joy. It might not be a Benny Hinn ministry, but it's going to be some kind of ministry that you can attain, that God has for you. Some of you, it will be like Benny Hinn. Some of you, it's, it's going to happen. You know who's getting in there right now? Is, and to tell you, that it's quite as it's capped. But he's out here right now. Look at Dale. He's being a blessing all over the world right now. Through his Dunamis magazine. They all sat under sermons like this for years. And they were the kind of, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. He's graduating from Bible school in July. He's graduating four years of Bible college. He went and did it. Nobody, he hasn't, he's no fanfare here. He just went out and did it. He started his own magazine. Uh, he's been meeting with, he just met with Fred Price the other day. Who? excuse me. He says, oh, Fred Price is a nice guy. He's a simple, down to earth guy. I said, oh. I'll never know. Uh, <laughs> they called me yesterday and said, you know what? Dale wants you to write an article for the Fred Price issue of the magazine. Oh, okay. Let me go in a little bit there, you know. Uh, but that's the that's place of miracles. He's, he's reaching his full potential. He's going for it. Uh, I mean, that's the Jordan. Where you, what did they do? They, when they got the mantle, they, they touched the, the river and it parted to the right and to the left. And they dry ground they parted the jordan what's your jordan what's 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 that 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 obstacle that's standing between you and doing something great for god push that mantle down and let it part because you belong to a church like that you belong to a ministry like this Uh, and you need to understand that if you belong to this church that's the kind of church you belong to i mean people are finding out about this church all over the world But you got to act and conduct yourself as becometh a Victory Outreach Hayward Christian. you got to understand that. Uh, And then with Pastor Sunny, we're even doing all kinds of stuff. I've told you before, whenever I go to the Orient, whenever I get on the plane, I like to wear my Victory Outreach t-shirts. The first time we ever went, I had my Victory Outreach t-shirt. I think I've told you this before. Some guy came up to us at the airport. One of the airports, he goes, Victory Outreach? I said, yes, at your service. He goes, man, He says, I work carpentry. I was over here building a church in some place in China. He goes, and I helped build a church over in Portland. Uh, no, I think it was in Seattle. He says, I helped you guys in Seattle. He says, you guys are over here. I said, shh, don't tell the devil. Nah, 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 huh? I said, well, we most certainly are. He said, man, you guys get around. I said, we're just coming. Uh, Asia, where two-thirds of the world population is at. I mean, two-thirds of the world, I've seen it. Flying over Tokyo, Japan, flying over Seoul, Korea, getting on a plane. Now, I, as the first time when I saw this, I asked questions, but now I know what it is. I've been there 15 times. There's about, you know, about 50-story high rises, hundreds and hundreds of them. Then you go a little bit further and hundreds and hundreds more. And I said, what are those? They said, those are apartment complexes, 50 stories high, 40 stories high. I said, I'd read about it in Pastor Cho's books. Now I see it with my own eyes. I mean, there's all kinds of people in their houses. There's gold in their hills. Souls, treasures out of darkness. Uh, And God's going to give us the way, the key how to get to them. Pastor Richard believes Manila is the key to the Orient, the doorway to the Orient. And I believe it is is as well. Uh, That's the way he's been preaching. I remember hearing him preach. You know, he had a banner, and he still has it today. Manila, the Philippines, the doorway to the Orient. I remember him preaching and telling his people. He only had about 35 people. And I'm going, goodness gracious. And he would tell us we're gonna reach we're gonna reach Asia for Jesus. We're gonna we're gonna send people all over the world, especially Asia. And I go, Yeah, yeah, they are. Pastor Sonny. I remember the first time he preached in there. He was like, Man, you know, well, God has chosen you guys just, just a little handful, because that's all there was. Now you go over there, they're they're standing outside, they're knocking down walls. It's coming to pass. I mean, it's happening. Bethel just got in, Timur just there, Bethel there, they know. Uh, there some people are all over the place, and, and there's more where that came from, plenty more. Uh, Daryl now starting his church. That's a place of miracles. Uh, what is your Jordan? Some of you, you're newly converted, you're just in Bethel, maybe you're just in, you know, over here in, in Gilgal. Well, get into Jericho, uh, get into the, the, the blessings of God, the fragrance. Actually, Jericho, what it really means is a place of leadership. Uh, how many know when you become a leader, you're going to get broken a little bit? People are going to rub you the wrong way. Well, actually, I'd say the right way. Because iron sharpens iron. And you're going to want to run. You're going to say, man, forget this leadership stuff. It's too difficult. I don't want that. Man. Man, I just, I just wanted to stay saved. Sorry, brother. Uh, what does Frank say, who's who's over in, 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 in Oakland right now, who's, we have to pray for him because Tuesday he goes to find out if his eyes are going to stay blind or not. But Frank has a saying, he says, he's man. I, I, he, he's in a plane, I think he was on a plane going to, to a, a, a Rosarito, and he says, I was just minding my own business. That's Frank's famous saying, Frank Avalos, I was just minding my own business. Now look, some of you are going to find yourself in a plane going all over the place, I will just mind minding my own business. I'll ah. well, eat your mush and hush, Hallelujah. In business class, praise the Lord. But let's get on and do what God has called to do. Then, look what it says there in verse 12. Elisha saw saw this and cried out, My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. Now turn to chapter... Let me see where it is over here. Here it is. Chapter 13, verse 14. Now Elisha was suffering from the illness which would, from which he died. Joash, king of Israel, went down to see him and wept over him. What does Johash say? My father, my father, the chariots and horsemen of Israel. What a discipleship study this is. I think this is one of the most powerful utterances ever uttered in, in humanity's history. Some of you have heard me preach on this, some of you have not, but I want to bring it out for you here as, as I close. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Told you I had a sermon manual. My father, my father, the horsemen and chariots of Israel. See, when Elijah was dying, Elisha sees him being taken up. He didn't die. He, When he was being taken up, he says, My father, my father. And he says it twice, which in Hebrews means emphasis. Man, it's, it's real powerful here. He says, The horsemen and the chariots of Israel. What a tombstone. What an epitaph. Because that's what it was. He was writing his tombstone. I would want that written on mine. Because what he's saying is, There goes. The mighty armies of Israel. Yes, Israel has chariots. Yes, Israel has footmen. But all the chariots in Israel, all the footmen of Israel, of all time put together, could not do as much for Israel as that one man did. One man did more for my country than anybody else. And that's what they're going to say about Sonny Argosoni when he goes on. For the inner cities of this world. Uh, That man did more for you all the inner cities of this planet than all the armies of General Shortsclough and Colin Powell. They couldn't do as much for the inner cities as a ministry like Victory Outreach has. And what a privilege, what an honor that when his disciple, when he dies, they say the very same thing about him. My father, my father. There goes the footmen and the chariots of Israel. They couldn't do that much, as much as you were able to do. That should be your desire, too. To want to do as much to help the inner cities of this world as Pastor Sonny, as myself, as anybody else. That should be your desire. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. What a great desire. What a chivalrous, what an honorable desire. And as every head is bought in the miraculous prayer of God, we need a ministry.